Hello and welcome to the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today we're talking to someone who I am so glad my TikTok for you page put her in front of me because I think she's just a fantastic woman. I love this conversation we had with Emma Maruska. She is the lead singer for Red Dirt Road. They're a cover band that plays all across the Midwest. Now, Emma's TikTok showed up on my for you page because I have been obsessed with Taylor Swift lately. The Eras Tour just kicked off, and I swear my feed is nothing but either concert videos, outfit ideas, or just Taylor Swift in general. So luckily, Emma played her cards right, and she actually perfect time shared the video of the tour bus that the band Red Dirt Road is on. It just so happens to be Taylor Swift's first tour bus. Absolutely wild. Perfect timing. There was some strategy behind her posting that video when she did. It obviously worked, but we're going to get into that with Emma. But I think she's just such a cool human. She's got such a fun story of how she got into the music industry. So please enjoy our time hanging out with Emma Maruska of Red Dirt Road. Also, I want to mention that this is the first episode with the new theme song for the Small Town Tourist podcast. Rachel McIntyre-Smith was kind enough to let me license her song, Queen of Our Hometown, as the new theme song for the podcast. If you missed out on the episode with Rachel McIntyre-Smith, be sure to go check out that episode of the podcast. But for now, here's our new theme song, Queen of Our Hometown, by Rachel McIntyre-Smith. Go and stream it wherever you listen to music. So come on home, claim your throne when life gets you down. Okay, so I always start out by having people tell me their name, where they're from, and what they do. My name is Emma Maruska. I am from Mountain, Minnesota, and I am a country singer. I am kind of getting ahead of myself here because I've heard your voice now because I found you on TikTok this week. (laughs) And like, you have such a talent for it. And I'm so excited to be talking to you today. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us more about the band that you sing in. Yeah, so the band has existed since 2013, and um, it started with a couple of members, and then it changed out a little bit. Eventually, we came around to who we have now, which is me, our bassist, Kristen, our guitarist and owner, Brian, and our drummer and owner, Brent. And um, yeah, and now it's the four of us. We have a tour bus. I believe that's the TikTok you probably saw. That is, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's really awesome. I started about nine months ago, and it's been the most fun experience of my entire lifetime. So how did you get involved with the band? This is like a super long story, but I worked with Kristen about a year ago, uh, maybe a little more than that, about a year and a half ago. She was in another band at the time, and my brother happened to be in that band, and I sang with them one. And when they came time to find a new lead singer, I was recommended because she liked working with me. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So you've been with them how long now? Uh, Nine months. Nine months. Okay. It might be coming around maybe, uh, what what year is it? Uh, Yeah, no, (laughs) nine months, I think. (laughs) Just double check. uh, 2023? Right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. So had you seen them perform before or this was just totally coming in blind? No, I'd never heard of them. I knew the only thing I knew about them is Kristen left her old band to join with them. And I was like, well, she did it. Maybe I can too. So what's your background with singing? Have you always been involved in like choir and band and that sort of stuff? Or was this just kind of something you stumbled upon? 
I was always in band, always. And I played trombone, which does not translate to singing at all. But I never was in choir, never was a singer. In fact, I was always like telling people, oh, I'm not a singer. I'm a terrible singer. Then one day, my brother and I decided we were, we had during COVID, we had these porch concerts uh, my band director put on. And my mom was like, well, why don't you sing with Joe? Because I used to sing at my piano every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, God, no. But I did it. And then Joe and I started our own band. And it was incredible. That's so cool. So with that first band, you and Joe, did you guys have like gigs and stuff or? Yeah, we played maybe four times. I have an uncle who had parties for his neighborhood and we played at those every year. And we had one gig outside of that. And that was the band was called Haven Hill. And that was the end of that. You guys had a good run while you lasted. It was fun, yeah. <laughs> well, and it was good experience for you to now be literally the leading woman in a really cool band. Right? It was, you know, it was a great resume builder. You know, there's nothing worse than going into in the interview process to get in a band and say, yeah, I've never been in a band. You know, we've been there. But being able to say, yeah, I've been in a band. I know how that works. Mm-hmm. And that was at least something to say that I could do it you know right sure it was just a small band and you were just getting your feet wet but you do have the experience and it translates into a new experience as well right as you mentioned I did find you from your TikTok because you guys are on Taylor Swift's first tour bus what the heck tell me all about that because I'm fascinated I'm a huge Swifty oh my gosh me too and when they told me that when I started I was appalled being on it the very first time was insane but they have So there's this big bus, apparently there's this guy who just owns a ton of tour buses and he has this big lot. Brian and Brent, I think a year ago decided, yeah, we're going to get a tour bus. You know, musicians in the industry drive at 5 a.m. and it's unsafe. It's unsafe and it's scary. So they decided, yeah, we're going to get this tour bus and it's going to be awesome. And they, they did from this guy who owns a ton of them. They looked at Taylor Swift's, Buck Cherry's. I think there were a couple more, but basically they got the bus at a pretty decent price. You'd expect that thing to be like insanely expensive, but um, Brian happens to be very, very handy and was able to get the bus, even though it had a lot of technological things. And he was just able to fix it up and repair what needed repairing. And now you guys have Taylor Swift's first tour bus. Yeah, I just have Taylor Swift's first tour bus. Someone on the TikTok commented, they're like, you should name the bus Taylor. And I was like, okay. So the bus is now named Taylor. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. I feel like she would really appreciate that. Right? I I reached out to her publicity manager. I was like, hey, do you want to see it? I mean, we're talking about eras here. I've got the first one right here. Like, I can work, make this work. You no own answer. a piece of her history. <laughs> right? It's awesome. You know, I'd love to have gone to her tour, to her, but like, every day I get to get a piece of her tour. You know, I use the same fridge that she did. You know, the same shower, the same air. I mean, it's insane. That is just so cool. So were you always a big fan of Taylor Swift? I was. Naturally, as a country singer, I like her country era the most. Speak Now, uh, what's her first one called? The Tim McGraw era. Yeah. Um, Those first couple albums are my most favorite. I like Red, too. But after that, I haven't been listening to her music as much, but I still do. Oh, don't get me wrong. I still do. 
But my top five songs on my Spotify, I think, are all Taylor Swift Speak Now songs. Oh, my gosh. And now all the big, like, rumor on TikTok is Speak Now is coming out soon. And her shirt is, like, Easter egging that it's coming out soon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. That'll be, like, life-changing for me. (laughs) Yeah, this whole re-record thing that she's been doing, I was just like you. Country Taylor Swift was my favorite Taylor Swift. Her pop stuff, I kind of fell off the bandwagon with it. But then when she came out with Folklore, and evermore i'm like oh this is kind of a return to country taylor i'm here for it and then because of that i got more into the pop albums and now i'm like swifty through and through i'm here for it totally (laughs) everything she does i'm like glued to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is probably why your video popped up in my algorithm because it's been nothing but taylor swift lately (laughs) yeah as the one who markets for our tiktok that was the goal is that it says taylor swift tour And that it would show up on people like you's for you page because everyone's looking up Taylor Swift. I'm like, all right, let me throw that in there because you look up Taylor Swift tour, then this will come up, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I had to convince my band to let me get a TikTok for the band. Why? (laughs) Why did they need convincing? It should just be a given in 2023. They think they thought they were going to have to do dances, but then they realized that that's only me that'll ever do that. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly it was me. And he likes it. He thinks I'm funny. We have another TikTok that he, I got him to do and he thinks I'm funny. So. (laughs) And it's obviously working because people are seeing, like, I think when I looked at your Taylor Swift tour video, it was at like 40,000 some views. It's working. Why not keep doing that? And the profile views was the statistic that they cared about. And I think we're at hundreds and hundreds, maybe even a thousand. I don't get a number for that, but I always get this person viewed your profile, this person viewed your profile, my phone blows up with these. And that's what matters to me. Because it's like, hey, now these people are looking at my other content. Exactly. That's what that was designed for is for people to see my other posts that are what our band is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're just trying to get the word out about your band and have people show up and have a great time. And I think TikTok is a great vessel for it. And the more people can get on board, the better. Exactly. It, It is. That's kind of my selling point to my band is I was like, TikTok, if you use it right, you can you can boost your brand so well there's cover bands tribute bands everywhere that are boosting their brand just through tiktok you gotta take these opportunities because they don't come around all too often exactly so you're kind of in charge of all the marketing then for the band or is you're just kind of tiktok your lane and everyone kind of does their part yeah so kristen our bass player she does the marketing for facebook instagram snapchat i do tiktok and instagram since it's hard to post, we, we use um, a, a thing to post on both Facebook and Instagram, which is hard. So sometimes I just post things to Instagram. So Kristen does most of the heavy lifting there. We have a website, too, that she works on. So I have the easy job. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of nice that you can kind of disperse that heavy lifting because social media in general, it can be so time consuming and it's a full time job, really. So if you guys got multiple hands making it happen, that's awesome. Yeah. And you said you're going to school right now, so you're obviously busy with that. Oh, yeah. And get, believe it or not, so our band is based out of Mankato. I go to school at St. Ben's and St. Joseph. That is a two-and-a-half-hour drive down to our bus every weekend. I do a lot of carpooling with Kristen, but that is a lot of gas on my very old car. I had to plan my school schedule around it so that I could leave at 9.30 in the morning to get down to the bus so we could get driving. 
Yeah, because I saw you guys have shows in like Wisconsin and Iowa. So it's not like you're just going to the local bars in Mankato where you're hopping up to St. Paul every once in a while. You guys are going all over. Yeah, that's one of the things that's nice about the tour bus is we can make our clientele broader because we're able to travel these distances. Like we just booked a show, a two night show in Lori, Missouri for May. And those kind of shows are so cool to be able to say that I'm doing, but I have to leave pretty early <laughs> yeah. from school. Especially if you're coming from St. Ben's. So what are you going to school for? I am a global business leadership major and with a concentration in marketing. And the intention with that is to get my master's degree and go be a nursing home administrator. Oh my gosh, you are such a go-getter. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That is so, so how many years left do you have of school? Um, I think so. It's the master's thing. I think it's considered a master's certificate or graduate certificate. That's only one year. So I just grabbed my freshman year. So we're saying about four more years. Okay. Wow. Good for you. That is so cool. And just so ambitious to not only be doing that and have these high goals, but also be dedicated to going, hey, yeah, I'm going to work around this schedule and I'm going to make the fun happen as well. It is a lot of that. You know, it's I get home on Sunday night, do four days of classes, one class Friday morning and then leave and I'm gone. I split my week between these two places. I've never been happier. It is so fun. It's like the rock star lifestyle, except school. <laughs> you are totally living the Hannah Montana fantasy. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Right down to the glittery outfits. We got to talk about your outfits that you have when you're performing. Because I scrolled through. I was doing doing a little internet stalking here of the band. Your outfits are so cute. Thank you. Do you put all that together yourself? Are you kind of in charge of that? Yep. One day when I started brands, like, pick your outfits. And I was like, okay. I use Amazon and Shein primarily. I always get asked where my clothes are from. And yeah, everything's off Amazon and Shein other than my shorts which are from Levi's because I like Levi's. But yeah, I'm a glittery woman and I shed glitter on the stage every night all over our carpets we have on the stage. I always just shed glitter and they make fun of me for it. But you know, that means I'm doing my job. <laughs> you look so good up there. I'm like, this girl has style. I love all the outfits you have on when you're performing. Thank you. <laughs> Where do you kind of pull your style inspiration from? Carrie Underwood is a big one. You know, she has in her show, she has these glittery tops. I always look at her as I'm at her outfits and her tour and I'm like, okay, how can I replicate this? You know, she has glittery tops, blingy shorts, which I just got shorts that'll look a lot more like what she would wear. And then she'll have these knee high boots. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. I've also looked at just Taylor Swift actually, cause she uses, it's the simple comfortable outfits that you can perform in, but are super glam. So same kind of thing. I'm working on more Taylor Swifty outfits, you know, the body suits and that, but they're hard to find. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is, like, you kind of got to be a little crafty with if you're especially if you're pulling from Taylor, because she's not wearing anything even close to off the rack. So it takes a lot of DIY. Oh, yeah. Some of the outfits I have, I've had to manufacture quite a bit, just a little bit of like editing. And because some of them, you know, you get them, she in is really flaky. Mm -hmm. So Getting them, I have to hem them myself 30 minutes before a show. And yeah, I've, I got to get crafty because I want Taylor Swift outfits, but those are hard to do. <laughs> I know. I actually, I somehow by a miracle got tickets for the Taylor Swift show in Minneapolis. They're not good seats. They are like dangling from the rafters of U.S. Bank Stadium, but I'm still going to dress up for it. But I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear and like what I'm going to make because 
I want to wear something fun. Everyone else is wearing something fun. So. Right. Yeah. And they're all like DIY because you can't really replicate her outfits. I saw on TikTok, someone was trying to replicate an outfit and it's still taking them forever. They're rhinestoning it piece by piece. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Takes forever. (laughs) (laughs) The one that I really want to do is um, it was like right when the lover era started and she had that like rainbow fringe jacket. Yes. And I want to make that, but I'm like, how can I make this and not go insane trying to do it? <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be, gosh, I'm thinking because I'm an expert at fighting that kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that I end up looking for. I've never seen anything like that. I know, ever. me neither. I was like, even Googling, like, where did Taylor Swift get her <laughs> rainbow fringe oh jacket? God. And nothing came up. And I'm like, I'm screwed. I need a different idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So when you guys are performing, you do kind of top 40 country, right? Yeah, a lot of just the Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert kind of people. We go back to the 90s for four or five songs. We are adding, which I'm so excited to announce, some hair metal. And I love hair metal. We're going to add Thunderstruck, Separate Ways, Welcome to the Jungle, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Dude Looks Like a Lady, Sweet Child of Mine, which we already do and is my favorite song to play. I think that's all of them. (laughs) That's so fun. And people might think like hair metal and country, two totally different things. But honestly, they kind of got similar vibes. They do. And they have if they have the same audience, you know, the people who like country, a lot of them like hair metal. Mm -hmm. You know, you get women. I think what is our target audience? 25 to 55 is our and those. And I know, especially once you get to the people that have lived in that era. They want to keep living it. Why is hairball so popular and so incredible? It's because people love hair metal. Mm-hmm. And people my age, we love hair metal too. Because so... we were raised on it. <laughs> exactly, because our parents listen to it. So hair metal is one of those things. You know, Brian and I are very different in age, right? He could be my dad, which is really funny, actually. Um, I have my little band parents. And the one thing we agree on is that we love hair metal. So we're really excited to put that into our set list. It's a lot of work, but we're manufacturing a really cool set intro into Thunderstruck. And so, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. So do you guys have like a kind of target date of when you want to start doing that? Is that a summer project? Yep, that'll start in the summer. Um, I believe the beginning of June is when we'll start with that, maybe mid-May. But beginning of June is our target start date. I've got a lot of lyrics to learn. In a very short amount of time, I've been procrastinating, but it'll be awesome. <laughs> What's your process for memorizing lyrics? So when I started, I didn't know I had a process, but it turns out learning 55 songs in three weeks, how I did it was I listened to it before I went to bed and I woke up and I knew most of the song. So I'd listen to it for maybe an hour or two, just on repeat, sing to it in a crazy accent. That's how I memorize certain songs, like wordy songs, like Neon Moon, Goodbye Earl, Any Man of Mine. I sung them in a crazy accent. And so I'd go to bed, listen to it once, wake up, and I'd know it. That's all it took, the crazy accent. Yeah, and some reason it made it feel really distinct to me. The only hard part about that is once I actually started singing them, it became really hard to not sing them in that accent. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give me an example of what the accent sounded like? I'm just curious. Okay, yeah. So it's like I would go for the excessive southern accent. So it'd be like, when the sun goes down on my side of town. And I annoyed the living bejesus out of my family doing that. They'd come home and I'd be like, and I'd be like, and I'll be all right as long as there's light from neon moon. And my family would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to remember this song. 
Specifically, Neon Moon gave me a lot of trouble. So that the accent got really obscure. That's hilarious. What a fun... Pr- did you like learn that process somewhere online or was that just something that came to you? I just made it up. That is I was so wonderful. Desperate. I was desperate. I didn't know what to do. I had three weeks. They're like 55 songs. I'm like, I've never done this before. In Haven Hill, I didn't have to memorize. I had a tablet. And so... I then suddenly I have to memorize 55 songs. They're like, no negotiation. You're memorizing 55 songs. I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 55 songs is a lot of songs. What do you guys have in a typical set list? Like 30? Yeah, 55 is, we sing 55 every night. You sing 55 every night? Yeah. Taylor Swift isn't singing 55 every night. She's doing 44. You guys are up in her even. That's insane. Yeah, it's tiring on the vocal cords. I To keep up with that, especially in the winter when it's dry out, to keep up with that, I got to take, like, what am I at, 12 vitamins? Because it's to keep the vocal cords moisturized to be able to keep doing that is hard. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Especially if you're doing multiple shows a weekend and then you're only having, like, four days to recover. Yeah. (laughs) But still going to school on top of it. You are a machine, girl. I don't know how I do it. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) I just, one day I woke up, I was like, I'm a rock star. I wasn't planning on being a rock star, but one day I took this job and now I'm a rock star. And then I was in college and I was on a tour bus and it was cool. And I just keep go, go, going. I have no time for anything. I just keep doing it. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That is so cool. A huge tip. I learned this from listening to a podcast with Shania Twain. She said she sleeps with, I think, was it six or 12 humidifiers going in her room? So it's basically like a tropical rainforest, but that's what she does to keep her voice in check. So maybe like look into one humidifier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Maybe we'll just do one. But yeah, I actually do have one humidifier. Um, I never have it on, but it I do have it. <laughs> yeah, it's just insane what you people do to maintain your vocal cords and to be able to put on a show week after week. I think you guys are just so cool. I'm in awe of any musician that has ever existed. Thank you. It is it is something that I never thought I'd be able to do. My voice would get tired after I think with Haven Hill, I sang 35 songs. I'd get tired halfway through, you know, and then suddenly I did this. And I was like, wait, when did this happen? How can I do this? I just woke up one day and it worked. <laughs> it's kind of like a sport, I guess. I mean, you're constantly training yourself to be better and better. Exactly. The practice was a big key for that when I first started. The practice and the practice and the practice and the, getting the vocal cords, my muscles, you know, getting getting those to shape, you know. Work, I was just working out my muscles, you know. <laughs> Don't need dumbbells. Just got to keep singing. <laughs> It's the portable dumbbell. I mean, we all sing when we drive, right? I mean, maybe that's just me. Very true. I just be me. I definitely sing when I drive. No one needs to hear it, but I definitely sing. <laughs> okay, so you sing when you drive too, right? So we all sing when we drive. So what if you just drive a little more? You sing a little louder, and that's how I keep my voice. I do so much driving. I sing the entire time. I got a whole concert going on while I drive. I can start recording that and selling it. (laughs) Honestly, that would be good TikTok content, but don't film when you're driving. Get a friend to do that. Be safe. Yeah, yeah. safe driving is good. (laughs) So with your guys' insane touring schedule, when do you have time to practice as a band, especially with you living up in central Minnesota? We don't. Uh, We practice. Honestly, we don't. A lot of bands do, but we... It is, it is hard because we fill our time so much. And then on top of that, you know, Brian has to fix the bus after every weekend. You know, it's always maintenance, always maintenance of our lights and our cases because we have such a huge production. So we never have time. 
That's the moral of the story. So we practice twice a year, once before summer, because that's when we change our set list a lot, and once before winter, because those are big set list change days. And the other times we do is when we have two night shows. So like upcoming at the end of May, we, we go to the Thirsty Duck in South Dakota and Jackpot Junction and Morton. Those are two night shows. So we have time during the day between those to brush up on stuff. So, and we've been having a lot of those two night shows lately. So we've been able to do that a lot. You guys are just so, I don't know what the word is, like diligent and purposeful with your time. I love it. I envy that. I want to be that. <laughs> Thank you. I I am not even to give credit for how we manage this whole ensemble. Brian and Brent are the owners and they own. They These guys, I don't know how they manage to put this all together and time manage and keep us in one piece. Those guys are machines. I'm just going to keep telling you how awesome and cool that you people are because, like I said, I just love it. I love talking to musicians. I was a radio DJ before I, uh, just about a month ago, I switched and I work for Stearns County now, but... Like the whole reason I wanted to be in radio is because I want to be a successful musician. I don't have any musical skills. I took a few years of piano, failed miserably. I bought a ukulele, touched it for like a month and then called it good. Like I can't sing. I can't do any of it. But talking to people and hearing their stories, this is how I can be part of this. And I'm just in awe of the industry and you people that are part of it. And by like, you know, obviously by doing this, you're supporting us, which is so cool. Like, to me, this this kind of thing is just fills me, you know, to be able to tell people about what we do and how it really is doable. You know, it looks so hard from a distance. It looks like, oh, my gosh, how is she doing all this? How did she learn these songs? It honestly is anyone can do it. I had no singing skills. And one day I just did. I knew all the right people and I just did. I think anyone can do what I do if they really have the time for it. But I love doing these kind of things so I can share my story so other people can try and do it too. There is a talent element to it. So do not shortchange yourself because you have a very <laughs> nice voice and that just doesn't come naturally yeah. to a lot of people. So don't sell yourself <laughs> short on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Believe it or not, that's the other funny thing. The voice that you hear in our videos now is 10 times different than the voice I had two years ago. I don't, it's the strength in the voice. You know, my voice is pretty comparable to like the band Perry, you know, the If I Die Young song. And now I'm, now I get compared to Carrie Underwood, you know, I, I, I learned that practicing does change the entire process of my voice. Fortunately, because of being in band for so long, I've got pretty good music theory knowledge, which helps a lot. Don't get me wrong. That was a really, you know, I think what, 13 years of band, something really wild. No, it was not 13, it was 10. 10 years of band does help. All of us were band kids in high school. And I think it's so funny, you know, people look at us and they're like, you guys are such rock stars and all this stuff. We were your high school band kids. <laughs> I think you guys yeah. should all bust out your band instruments. You know how Lizzo has her flute thing going on? You should have your trombone and like rhinestone it and just put on a oh, trombone yeah. solo. That's <laughs> my trombone that I have sitting in my closet somewhere. And oh, yeah, that would be something else. It's funny because I was just a band kid in high school. And, you know, those people aren't looked at as rock stars when you go to school with them. But then they then people those same people will look at you as a rock star a year later because you know I'm I was in high school a year ago so those same people will see like oh my gosh you're a rock star and I'm like yes but I'm still <laughs> just know? Emma who played the trombone <laughs> I, I'm the trombone player remember they don't nobody remembers you know nobody sees it that way but especially people who didn't know us at shows they're like 
and especially like you know the college students that are really cool and you know they got a lot of friends and I'm like I don't know if we would have been friends in high school but you know like I and they'll appreciate the music which I think is so cool like don't get me wrong and they'll say like god you're you're the coolest like this is so cool and I'm thinking I was a band kid a band kid like capital B capital kid this essence was pretty recent. <laughs> but that's the beauty of graduating and getting older and getting out into the world and finding yourself. Exactly. You get a total self-reinvention, and I feel like you found such a cool lane to start your adult life in. Exactly. It changed me to be in this band. Like The person I've become in this band is tremendously different than the person I was, and I'm so thankful for it. The confidence boost must have just been incredible. Oh my gosh. Yes, I get a lot of, you know, you get a lot of compliments being the center of attention all for hours on end. And that really helps with the self-esteem. I won't lie. Like, it really helps with the teenage girl (laughs) self-esteem. Which is a real thing. And people don't talk about it enough. Teenage girl self-esteem is so low. And anything we as a society can do to make that better for them, we need to do. Exactly. Like, so many people and... So many of these people I know have this low self-esteem and I'm like, and they'll be so pretty. And I'm like, what are you are so pretty? Like they don't. And it's proof that the, this teenage girl self-esteem is killer. Mm -hmm. And it it was a big killer for me before I joined this band, you know, even in how I dressed in Haven Hill, all this, you know, I was like, I, I was dressing insecure. And then I joined this band and I'm like, I don't have insecurities. I'm red dirt road. And now I dress the way I do and I love every moment of it. And I'm very confident, which is a a blessing, an absolute blessing. And you're so lucky to find that blessing so early on in life because there's so many people who don't find it and they live their life kind of in the shell. And I feel like you got lucky and you got to break out of it early and you're starting off so strong. Exactly. I got extremely lucky. All of this. Every time people ask me, they're like, how did you do this? You know, the end of the day, how did you do this? I don't know. I got lucky. I was just a lucky person. And I'm very blessed in that way that I'm able to do this job and that I'm able to get reap its benefits. You know, this job is a blessing and I'm lucky that I have it. I'm lucky that I got to talk to you today about it because you are just such a wonderful human and I'm so glad I got to connect with you. I'm so glad your TikTok showed up on my page. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So looking ahead to this summer, do you guys got shows lined up pretty much every weekend? Yeah, every weekend we are all over the place, you know. See, you're the small town tourist, right? Mm -hmm. So we go to a lot of small towns. Yeah. Um, All over. We're in New Ulm. Um, Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to forget it because I'm thinking about it. But we go all over the place. Lots of fire dances, big outdoor shows. This is the fun part of the year. The show is big. I love meeting new people. So I, this is my favorite time of the year. Big shows, county fairs, city shows, all of this. So yeah, big, big busy schedule. Do you have one specific show that you're really looking forward to? Yes. And, and this is way out in September is Manorville Fire Dance is my favorite show of the year. I did it last year. It was my fifth show. The crowd is big. The people are fun. That one you go and you can count on a big crowd, which is Obviously, I feed off of big crowds. So in the upcoming months, I haven't looked at our schedule very much, but the other one is Cassin, which is like right next door. The Cassin Fire Dance, I heard that one's really cool. Um, New Ulm Fire Dance. Yeah, lots of fire dances in the upcoming months. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Those are always a great time. 
they get really big and full and it's it's a community event you know it, it draws people together brings attention to the firemen who do a lot harder jobs than I have and it's really fun to see community come together and you look out down from the stage and people are like oh you oh you we went to high school together like that kind of thing is a really fun thing to be a part of that's so great well if people are looking for you guys this summer when you're on the road where can they find you we have an instagram you can find us at red dirt road band of facebook we are called red dirt road and a tiktok at red dirt road band And we have a website, which is www.reddirtroadbands.com. And our tour dates should be on our website and our Facebook. Or, you know, you can also shoot us a message. We're... There's four of us on each account, so we're all over. Like, we answer. (laughs) I can confirm that. I had no more than sent the email asking if you guys wanted to be on the podcast, and you had texted me. So I appreciate (laughs) the fast response because not everyone's like that. Oh, yeah. We we are on top of that. We get an email, and it it notifies us in, like, three different places. And Brian forwarded it to me. He's like, this is your thing. You do it. And I was like, all right, can do. And I was on it right away, too, because that notified me in three different places. And we don't miss a message in this band. It's incredible. (laughs) That's so great. Well, Emma, it was such an honor to talk to you today. I look forward to connecting with you again. Maybe we'll catch up at the end of this summer and do a recap on how your time on the road has been. I think that'd be really fun. So. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Graves. Our theme song is Queen of Our Hometown by Rachel McIntyre Smith. You can find her online at Rachel McIntyre Smith on all social media platforms. You can also find her website, rachelmcintyresmith.com. And be sure to go and stream Queen of Our Hometown on your favorite music platform. Please leave a rating and review of this podcast. Give us five stars. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified as soon as the next episode drops.